Hey, hey, how is everybody today? I am Jess. I'm Shasta. And we are the Chicks in Charge, and we are here to talk with everybody today about social media. I know you guys are shocked. Why would these two be talking about social media? Who knows? Um, but something that we have really learned over the last several months as um, COVID has kind of died down and things are going back to normal a little bit um, is that social doesn't seem to be as important as it was pre-COVID. We don't see it talked about a whole lot. We don't see it um, being as stressed as much as it was before. And we understand that during COVID and during an inventory shortage, there was a lot of issues with um, dealers didn't want to market. They didn't have anybody to market to. They didn't need any more leads. Um, but that time has now come to an end. And so we are here to show you, to give you guys some tips and tricks on one, how to get your salespeople involved on social media. And two, we want to help you do a better job of maximizing all opportunities on social. So here we go. Hi, Jordan. Hello, Jordan. Glad to see you here. So first of all, Shasta, I think my my question would be, um, you know, getting salespeople to do any more than sell sell cars is it's a challenge sometimes. Yep. Um, so so how do you recommend that dealerships get their salespeople involved on social? Incentivize it. Um, the when we see it be successful, it's generally tied to some sort of pay plan, or um, they get some sort of bonus with it, or a spiff, or um, just a little something extra. Um, it, you know, when you get to speak to a Facebook customer that gets to count as an OTDB, um, opportunity to do business. That would think that, um, one of the dealerships or the dealership that I grew up in Roper Kia, something that they did, um, when they got to speak with a customer if, uh, on Facebook, that was considered an opportunity to do business. And once they had so many opportunities to do business each week, that was an extra bonus for them. So I think that if, um, when it comes to salespeople, they're motivated by money. Absolutely. I mean, let's be honest, who's not? Right. Um, hi, Fred. And I think that a lot of times they may not know the reason why to do things because it's not their job to be the expert in social media. It's not their job to be the expert in marketing. That's the marketing director's job. Mm -hmm. It's the social media manager's job. It's um, it's the other people's jobs. So they don't need to understand the why. We just have to figure out what's going to get them motivated to do the thing. Absolutely. So if as long as we can get them motivated to do the thing, hey, just go make this post, post the car, post your sold photos, um, go out in the community, take a picture of yourself at a small business, tag the small business from your page, do the thing. Do anything you can, generate some activity, get the business name out there. I love that. I yeah. love that. Um, I think that probably the one thing, the one mistake that I see that dealerships make often is only posting their sold and inventory photos. Yes. Um, I think that dealerships tend to say, great, we posted this thing, now we're checking a box. It's <laughs> so, also like off-center here. Oh, sorry. So so now we're we're just checking a box at this point. We're posting sold photos, we're posting inventory photos, mm -hmm. but but is it doing you any good to post that if the customer still has to search your page to even see what it is that you're posting? No. Um, no, because honestly, so when the most interaction that a customer is going to have with you is probably 
when they're scrolling through their newsfeed? How often are they actually just going to your page to see what you're what you're up to? I mean, right. it's not often. Um, I don't think, I mean, when I think about businesses that I interact with on social, I'm not going to their page often. Um, and I have, I have an example of this and it's actually a really funny one and I might get in trouble for sharing this, I don't know. Um, recently, I had an interaction, this was actually a group, not a page, um, where I had been in a business group. Um, I can't even tell you what the name of the group was, um, not because I'm not sharing it, but because I genuinely don't remember. Um, I was in a, a Facebook group where um, obviously the theme was automotive, the theme was probably some sort of training, BDC, who knows, no clue. Um, but, sorry, I was trying to make sure we got all the comments up there. Um, so the theme was something around automotive, BDC training, who knows. And um, I saw a post in the group, um, those of you who don't know, we've mentioned on the podcast before, but um, we also have a company here that is outsourced BDC and I, I run said BDC. Um, th there was a post in the group while I'm scrolling through Facebook that had said, um, I'm an internet manager at a store and I'm interested in learning more about my job and what I can do to be better. And the post was six hours old and not one person had commented on it. Wow. And I also, um, we have a separate arm of the company that trains BDCs. And so I was like, hey, I'll, I'll help you. Like we had just gotten done with an, um, a what we call BDC bootcamp. And so I had the video testimonial from that bootcamp. <laughs> I responded to the guy, told him what we did, and literally left a comment of the video of the bootcamp. Swear to God, I had no idea what this group was. Like looked at the name of the group and whatever it was, it wasn't uh, threatening to me. Like it wasn't, mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was in a place where I couldn't do that. <laughs> and um, so I did that and I forgot all about it. Like I just moved on with my day and probably three or four hours later, I get this message in my inbox from the person who was the admin of the group <laughs> and uh -oh. says, you've been removed from this group. It was another BDC trainer who oh, I, no. whose name I was aware of and I had never seen his name in my newsfeed ever, which oh, means no. that he was never active in his own group. I know this guy because he's been around so long. He, I watched his training videos at the second dealership I worked at. Okay, so this this is how long this guy's been around. So ten at least ten years, and um, so he's in my inbox, <laughs> and he says, "I want you to know I've removed you from my group. I'm not going to have you poaching my clients and potential clients." I said, "Hey, man, genuine apologies. Like I had no idea. Um, I literally never actually go and look at the group to know this was your group. Like I just saw it in my newsfeed, and nothing about the post in the newsfeed made me think this was your right. group. Like I don't." just go to the group and look through it and look through the group rules or anything right. like that. So all of that to say, nobody's doing that. Nobody's going and looking at the whole page. They're not going and looking at the whole group. They're seeing you guys in their newsfeed and that's how they're interacting. So that was a really long story and I have a really bad habit of doing that guys, but um, funny story about, you know, just how things are in our industry. I ended up getting blocked by that guy even after apologizing. So if anybody wanted to know the outcome of that story. No, it happens. Yeah. Well, I think that dealers and marketing managers in general think that because they run a dealership page, that everything has to be related to automotive or related to cars. And I really feel like that's where dealerships miss the mark the most is because all of their followers 
aren't necessarily car people. Yeah. They may have been in the market for a vehicle before. They may have bought a vehicle from you. They might be just seeing what's out there right now. And I think that if we're not looking at who our people are that are following us, what is our community up to? What do they want to see? Then all we're doing is posting to our page and nothing's mm -hmm. being pushed out to to their timeline right. or their newsfeed. And the reason for that is because if they're not engaging with you, maybe that F-150 truck that you posted didn't uh, didn't appeal to them. Maybe mm -hmm. they didn't interact with it. And that means that the service special that you roll out tomorrow is not going to push out to them because if they don't interact with you now, Facebook will not push your content out to them later. Right. And so we'll run contests sometimes as silly as what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie. And all that is, is because who doesn't like Girl Scout cookies? My favorite is Thin Mints. Yep, same. <laughs> so those are my favorite. And I mean, I'll interact with that all day long. Apple or Android, we're Apple people all day long. People like to be in debates, even over the silliest things. Yep. And so if they can voice their opinion on something, whenever they voice that opinion on your engagement post that you ran, tomorrow you can post that service special or that inventory special. And then it's going to show up on their timeline. It's how the Facebook algorithm works. Yes. All, and it's funny because um, we have to have this conversation with dealers a lot because they'll ask, what does your favorite pizza topping have anything to do with me selling cars? And mm -hmm. the answer simply is it doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with it. What it does have to do with is tricking this algorithm that has been um, controlled so much by Facebook, by Meta, um, to um, give the business to the big guys that are paying for the newsfeed space. There's only so much newsfeed space for each Facebook user. So as you think about it, as you're scrolling, you're only A, spending so much time scrolling. Mm -hmm. I mean, the average user probably has an average amount of time that they scroll each time they're on Facebook and Facebook knows that they track everything. Um, and so they know if Shasta is getting on Facebook, she's probably gonna scroll for an average of two and a half minutes. So we have um, an average of 50 posts that we can show her in that two and a half minutes. And it's who are we giving that priority to? We're going to show her 10 ads in that amount of time. We're going to show her posts from three different groups and then posts from 20 of her friends or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. They have all of these, all of these metrics worked out. It's all automated probably with AI and it's all worked out already based on the algorithm. And the only way to fit into that algorithm is based on what I've chosen to interact with. If I'm not liking posts from my friends or interacting with posts from my friends, they're not going to show up in my newsfeed. Yep. I was going through my friends list yesterday to add them, add people into a group I made and realized that I'm friends with people that I didn't know I was still friends yeah, with. Yeah, you've because, never seen anything from them. Yeah. And then you click on their page and it's like, oh, they post every day. Yep. It's crazy. Yes. I, it was It was literally last night. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know we were still Facebook friends because I haven't seen you post and they posted yesterday. Right. Like, what the hell? So I've got another good one for you because I know this is like a pet peeve of yours. Oh God. Is stock photos. <sighs> <laughs> why why you don't have to there's so much good content out there like i mean instagram alone people post so many good photos on instagram you can find stuff on facebook tiktok videos i mean youtube there's so much good content out there you don't have to use stock photos if you work at a dealership you have how many cars on your side yeah walk outside i mean seriously there is nothing better i will tell you my favorite I hate when I get off on tangents because then I listen back to the podcast and I'm like, God, I talk so much. But my favorite story, um, when Kia released the Telluride um, back in 2019, um, and I know it was the 2020 model, don't come at me. Um, 
in 2019, February of 2019, they released the 2020 model of the Telluride. Um, Roper Kia here in Joplin got their first one, and it, I don't even think it was available for sale. It was one that people could come look at. Um, it was a white one, and I think it was an EX. Uh, we got pictures of it because we did their social media, and I think I had five pictures um, sent to us. There was, I mean, they weren't even great pictures. Like, they weren't staged. They weren't anything like that. They were just salespeople walked around and took pictures, I swear to you. Um, they sent them to us. I'm like, hey, guys, look, we got to tell you ride. I went and posted them on the Facebook page and literally put hashtag arrival. That post went viral. Blew up. I will viral. never forget that. It um it ended up. I think the last time I looked at it, um, this has been years ago. This is like I said, 2019. Um, we had gotten it over 1.6 million reach, had thousands of comments, shares. Um, I mean, straight up viral, and it was literally pictures of a Telluride with with hashtag arrival, nothing else. I remember that. Insane. That was crazy. I mean, absolutely insane. Just pictures of a Telluride. Like, that's it. That's I, to it. me, stock photos is lazy. Yeah. Like, that's that's just the way that I look at it. I'm sorry if that offends anybody. It would have um, never happened if that was stock photos. Right. I agree. But ever. And, and they got so many. What's even crazier? What's even crazier? And this is this is going to be a shameless plug. We had, um, because that was our social media account, we had our late response team on that account at that time, mm -hmm. which is responsible for responding to every comment, like, and share um, on a page when when posts are happening and stuff like that. Um, so every single comment that was happening on that where everyone was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. It looks just like a Range Rover because that's what everybody thought at the mm -hmm. time. Um, we were then in the comments responding back to them, converting those people into the messages and then converting those into leads and then appointments. That got us a lot of traffic. Free Bad. messages, free leads, all yep. off of one post. Mm -hmm. One post. Yep. So if your salespeople will just go outside and take some pictures, you could have a team do the rest of the work for you. Absolutely. That's all I gotta do. It's it's it blows my mind sometimes yeah. if I'm looking at a dealership page and I'm like. What are they doing? I know it's like they're leaving money on the table. We we actually brought on um, a store not too long ago and I walked, I was in their messenger account and I'm like, I messaged the manager of the store and I said, do you know how much money is on the table right here? From years and years of messages never once being responded to. Um, people wanted more information on a vehicle that they had posted. People were in comments asking questions and it it just shows like there's there's money in social yep. i promise whether it be organic or or paid i mean organic is really going to help you stay in that algorithm and keep that top of mind awareness all the way i implore you um any of you in the comments the dealership if you don't work at a dealership the dealership you last bought your car at or the dealership closest to your house go look at their social media accounts look through um, some of their recent posts if you know how to access what ads they're running through their ad library um, Go look and see some comments on their ads. Look and see if anybody's responding to them. You'll see. You'll see. Well, and I want to throw out a dealership that you and I both know really well that isn't a client of ours, but they're still killing it on social. Do you know who I'm going to say? Hold on, I got we to talked think. about them in the last episode. I have I have the memory With of goldfish. Oh, platinum. Oh. Platinum Mitsubishi is killing yeah, I just talked to social. Robin about, about Platinum a couple of days ago because she was with Mike um, yeah. in St. Louis this weekend. 
They are doing amazing on social. Um, I, I don't know if they're doing it all internally. I'm sure they are. I mean, they, they blow my mind every time I go to their page. I think they are. Doing. I think everything they do is internal and Mike does a lot of it too, or at least he makes it look like he does. Hmm, maybe. I don't know. He's a so, superman. So you kind of brought up our elite response team mm -hmm. and it brought me to kind of back to where I was talking about that store that I was in the other day and like nothing had been responded to. How does unanswered comments or unanswered reviews, how does that affect mm -hmm. the dealership? So I'll use a real life experience. So um, this past week, um, this is true story. Um, and this had, this had nothing to do luckily with, with our team or anything like that. This was um, a customer had bought a vehicle at a dealership who we happened to do social for. Um, and I don't know when the purchase happened. We got very little of the story, but they purchased a vehicle there and uh, I think bought two. I don't know if it was the same day. It was um, a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law both bought a vehicle. Um, and one vehicle, no problems whatsoever. The other vehicle had um, some mechanical problems, broke down very quickly. And they kept trying to get in touch with the service department who said, yeah, this isn't us. You're going to have to get in touch with so-and-so brought the vehicle in. Then they couldn't get in touch with the advisor or something like that. I mean, it was just chasing people down to figure out who is the person we need to talk to about our vehicle. And so it's obviously very frustrating. Like, right. I don't, A, I don't have my vehicle. And B, I don't know who the heck I need to talk to about my vehicle. And C, I can't find anybody to give me an answer. Absolutely. So then instead of coming to our Facebook page, they go just to Facebook and just write a post. And um, I don't know if they tagged the dealership or just said the dealership's name and somebody screenshot it and sent it to a manager. But then the GM um, screenshots it, sends it to me and says, hey, do you guys know anything about this? Have you heard anything? Has she messaged anything like this? And I'm scouring the Facebook page. I'm like, I don't have anything. An hour later, she magically appears. Wow. Like after she had already posted in Facebook land and says, um, I've contacted the BBB. I'm looking at getting an attorney. This is ridiculous. Um, you guys shouldn't be running business this way. And the GM's aware of it at this point. And as soon as he was aware of it, he'd already called her. Right. So around the same time he became aware of it, she had finally reached out to the actual Facebook page. So then our response on Facebook to her now becomes, hey, we're aware of the fact that our general manager has reached out to you as soon as he became aware of the situation. He wasn't aware of up to this point, blah, blah, blah. But had she reached out to us at that point, we could have helped her. And we have a direct contact to the GM. Mm -hmm. Like, I got a cell phone number. <laughs> he answers when I call. So had I known any of this was going on, I could have easily just handed that off to him or the Way service sooner. manager or the BDM, any of that, and just said, hey, we have a massive CSI issue right now. You guys need to handle this. And it would have been within five minutes when none of them are in the comments on Facebook or anything like that to see stuff like that. For sure. Yeah, I, I definitely think that um, even, and you have to also think, what about whenever you do post an inventory post? Um, let's say, we'll go back to the Telluride. It is a Telluride. And they are in the comments saying, hey, I want some more information on this. They're probably not also going to go into Messenger. Mm -hmm. They're probably just going to focus on, okay, they saw this thing, they commented on it. They're probably not going to go all the way to our page and then send us a message. They're just waiting for somebody to respond to them. And again, you know, comments on that organic post is 100% a free lead who's asking for information. So if it's just being ignored, if nobody's answering that comment, you're wasting it. That may have been somebody that would have come in right then that day to look at this vehicle that is on the lot before it sells. Yep. 
And so I think that social has so many factors to it. I know that we're really focusing on um, organic right now, Shasta, but do you want to touch a little bit on paid and how paid and organic work hand in hand? Hmm. Oh, paid is such a fickle beast. Um, <laughs> do we have to? Just, just a little bit. Oh, uh, what do you want to talk about paid? Well, because I know that like you can, you can do paid advertising. You can. And you can not post at all on your social media. That's dumb. Don't do that. It is dumb. But, but they work hand in hand, right? So you should. You should always, if you're going to do paid, it should be tied in with your organic yes. content as well. That's how the Facebook algorithm yes. works. Yes. Um, yeah, it's like uh, it's like making sure you have new a new roof and new siding on your house, but never taking care of your lawn. I like Robin says, have a strategy. Mm -hmm, 100%. You have to have a strategy. You can't just go aimlessly shooting at this and hope that it sticks. You have to know what you're doing. And I know that we mentioned this on that very first episode that we did, but dealers tend to say, well, I'm going to hire somebody off the street to handle my social media. And that's all well and good. We'll tell you all day that having somebody internally handle your social, social media is great. It's fantastic. It is ideal. Mm -hmm. If they know what they're doing on social. Yes. If they know when to post, what to post, how often to post it, and the best times to post it. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But if they're just going to check a box and click a button and post the same sold photo or the same inventory photos day after day, it's not doing you any good. No. And it's not going to yield a return for you. No. No, because it, you, need to be, you need to be telling a story. Um, I always go back to this because for the most part, I know that uh, this account um, I know is, is safe with us sharing their story. It's, it's the dealership I was raised in and it's a dealership I literally met my husband at. So I I know that they literally have no no issue with me <laughs> ever dropping their name. But Roper Kia, the store that um, Robert and I both used to work at here in Joplin, pretty much bought every car I've ever owned there. Um, very close to us. They're very near and dear to our hearts. Um, but they have one of the best um, social media presence and community presence that I've ever seen. And uh, we did talk about this on the first episode as well, where they um, they do so much in the community. And, then, and even still, not all of it makes it to social. Like they're so sneaky about it because mm -hmm. um, they almost feel like the good deeds stay more good if they're not shared. Like we almost have to remind them, like you're, the reason to share them is to remind others to be good as well. To be a leader in the community. Yes, to to be that light to others, not to brag that you're doing the good things, um, but to be, the, to be the light to others. So when they're out feeding the homeless on the fifth Friday every month, or when they're collecting toys for um, abused children of the so community. Fun. I love it was. they do that. Oh gosh. I we wish, look forward to the I wish I had the video every year. We had a we we became a separate location for um drop offs for the Twitter they just ran during it's still April. Um I keep thinking April's over. Um so this whole month has been the toy drive at Robert Kia. And so they collect toys for the Children's Center. And we became a separate location for people to drop toys off at. And one of the salespeople would come and pick them up here and uh when people would drop the toys off, they would write their name down for their voucher for uh, $20, $20 off an oil change. And then when they came and picked the toys up, they would give us the vouchers. So um, 
when they do things like that, sometimes even that stuff doesn't make it to the social. And it's mm -hmm. like, that is the important stuff because that's what the community cares about. When, um, when you have a child that goes through um, the children's center and brings home a toy and you're like, hey, this, this may have came from somebody who donated one at Roper Kia. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, if, if you get down on your luck and you find yourself having to spend a night at Watered Gardens, and you happen to, it happens to be on the fifth Friday. And hey, those those are the faces from Roper Key that are making me breakfast this morning. Yeah, and they're bringing you a smile and they're mm -hmm. bringing you at least a little bit of joy. And a lot of people in that situation, they don't have a lot. Yeah. They don't have joy. They don't have happiness in their life right now. They're, they're down and out on their luck. And I love that about Tustin and his team is that they're always about putting a smile on everybody else's face. Mm -hmm. And and I, I want to bring that back into what Robin was saying about the customer journey. So a lot of times I think that when when dealerships are posting or a lot of businesses, when they're posting, they think they're only posting for the potential customer. Okay, so say that you make a post on Facebook, and I'm going to use your example. You said okay. a Ford F-150. So today I post on Facebook a 2019 Ford F-150, and, and um, Joe Schmo sees it, and Joe Schmo decides, I like that 2019 Ford F-150. I'm going to come in and buy it. He comes in today and he buys that 2019 Ford F-150. Tomorrow on Facebook, I post the sold photo of Joe Schmo in the 2019 Ford F-150. He obviously likes that post because that's him and his new truck. The next day, I post a, a 2020 Genesis. What what use does that post have for Joe Schmo? None. Nothing. Should he still follow that page? If the rest of the posts on that page are just going to be inventory and sold photos, why would Joe still follow the page? Mm -hmm. He shouldn't. And then whenever he doesn't, what keeps you top of mind? Nothing. The next time. Other right. than the fact that he just bought that vehicle yeah. from you. What would make him come back and buy a car with you the next time? So mm -hmm. the, the point of this is to make sure that you are staying top of mind and maintaining your customer base um, time and time again, I think is, is very important. Um, and when customers are out in the community when they think of buying a car not even just buying a car when they think of gosh dang it i need floor mats or um my key just broke i need to get my key replaced or i need an oil change or i need washer fluid i have not bought washer fluid any other place than a dealership in i don't know probably at least six years hmm. when it's probably only three dollars a gallon at the gas station right i don't get it anywhere but the dealership like i'll be honest um and so that's one of those things because my dealership stays top of mind in my social media feed. And I want to end this with, um, you guys see Robin Wilson in the comments. She wrote a blog probably a year or two years ago now that was called Shoot a Damn Video. Mm. Videos. Videos. Let's talk about that for a second. We have three more minutes to kind of touch on why video is so important. Yeah. So um, it's interesting because... Um, it's it's funny. Every week we come into this um, and we're so busy. Let's be honest. We're so freaking busy. Um, we have so much going on around here. And Robin could tell you, any of the people who work here could tell you that pulling us away from our desks to literally just stop for 30 minutes to do the podcast. Um, it's there's, weeks, the <laughs> there's weeks I wonder if it's going to happen. Like, I'm like, oh my God, there's no way we're going to make the podcast happen this week. There's just no way. Um, and yet every week here we are. We make it happen. So I'm 
so proud of us for sticking to this. It's only been week four. Weeks. four. <laughs> We've made four. It four weeks. <laughs> so, um, saying that to say that um, I think part of the reason that that we have pushed through and that we have um, made it this far is because we've dedicated to being on video with you guys because at any point we could hop in the studio here and just record something and put it out on um on the podcast site but because we've dedicated that it has to be at a certain time live we, we are live we are sitting here at this moment with you guys we are seeing your comments right now robin laura jared derek we see all of your comments right now because we've dedicated that at this time with you guys we're going to sit together and talk about this thing so when you dedicate yourself to saying i'm going to do this thing like a video and i think that the video portion of it where you can see us and granted we can't see you when we have a guest on we can see you um but i think that part of it makes it so much more in interesting and well, i'll tell you personable yeah it is and i'll tell you we i think um you know i've been watching the analytics of the podcast once we upload it to the podcast sites Still, um, every week, there's more engagements on the live version than any of the recordings. Mm -hmm. And that's video. I, I agree. I mean, I I can't, I think of it like whenever a, whenever a badass new trade comes on the lot. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you want to do a walk around video for that mm -hmm. on your page? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to be the first sales guy, salesperson out there grabbing that, grabbing that content and making sure that nobody else yep. gets it? How do you know that the third person on your friends list um, isn't isn't looking for that exact vehicle right now? How do you know? Or that they're the third person on your friends list brother isn't looking for it? Right. Ask for a share because you'll never get it if you don't ask for it. It's call to action. Always add a call to action on your post. Comment on this post. Share my post. Like my post. Share our page. If you add that call to action, people will naturally do what you're asking them to do. Yeah. Hey, so while, while you're at it, share this video. There we go. Share this video. We're going to um, have this podcast hopefully uploaded by the end of the day, if not first thing tomorrow. So, you know, uh, once we do that, then you guys will have uh, the links to share with all your friends too. Absolutely. So we are wrapping it up now. Um, everybody that has watched us the last couple of episodes, you guys know that we are, our, kind of our tagline is to light it up. So in a world where you can be anything, be kind. And when you go out into the world this week, light it up. We have been the Chicks in Charge, guys. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.